Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, the number one podcast hosted by Matt and Dory. What's the number two? Star Trek The Next Conversation. I don't know that. You pop on sometimes when the Wi-Fi is not working. I do. I do. Big guest appearance this week. Everyone's talking about it. Yep. No one's <laughs> I haven't seen anyone talking about it. I also left in the part where I said to Andy, I should probably cut that. It's probably boring for people. And then Andy was like, well, maybe the first part, but the last part. And I was like, yeah, I've got to forget to do any of it. So, And I forgot, honey. Anyway, I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, welcome. Welcome back to our excellent adventure. Good news, Henry's head, huge. Massive. That's not that big. It's pretty big. It's 96%. Uh, your, our, our, yours and my, I guess, nieces, uh, I feel like they're 112%. Our oldest niece has is, is off the growth chart. Yeah. For And everything. Yeah. Um, but her head, I think, is especially large. Even yes. heart, right? She's, her heart grew three sizes that day. Yeah. She's like the Grinch without having to learn a lesson. It's true. 
She's very wise. She likes Minnie Mouse. I know that. She does. But now she's very into princesses now. Uh, which ones? All of them? Elsa, Cinderella. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, um, your classic Cinderella. Jasmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we she should... has a Cinderella dress. So she likes to dress Cinderella up as dress. Cinderella. She likes to dress. Okay, so look, I think uh, she should see Cinderella's castle at some point. Uh, I agree. And, you know, my sister sent me a picture of her wearing Cinderella's dress. And I didn't look closely, and I thought she was wearing Elsa's dress because she had gloves on. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to go full formal to that uh, ball. And and she said, Cinderella also wears gloves. Yes, honey. And Dory. And I was like, you know what? You are correct. That's on you. I stand corrected. Uh, that's your Disney news for the week? Uh, Yeah think that is my disney news well and as we mentioned on the patreon episode hey, it's sunday you know it'd be interesting checking the timing like what the wait time is yeah we were talking about how everyone was expecting that disney would be so crowded because of galaxy's edge and so people are staying away like carmageddon yes which was the thing in la when there was massive construction on the 405 everyone was warning us all weekend there was going to be horrible traffic don't even try to leave your house and then the opposite happened. It was the greatest driving around since, um, uh, what would I say, since your average Christmas day here. Oh, sure. Let me just say, right now, taking a look at these wait times. Honey? Yeah. Uh, you want to ride Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Sure. Ten minute wait. What? Do you want to ride Pinocchio? Five minute wait. What? Do you want to ride Peter Pan's Flight? Typically, what is that, an hour usually, hour at and a least. half? At least. 25 minutes. No. I'm not kidding. Should we just go to Disneyland? Honey, do you want to ride... Uh, let me see here. I mean, what's the usually the busiest thing on the planet? Peter Pan. It is usually, right? So, for instance, Space Mountain. Yeah, what's Space Mountain? 25. What? 30-minute wait at Star Tours. Well, let's see what Pirates is. 15-minute wait at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Okay, here we go. Here's a big wait. There's a big wait. What is it? Indiana Jones, 35 minutes. Oh, my goodness. On a Sunday <laughs> Jungle afternoon? Jungle Cruise, five minutes. A summer Sunday afternoon? 15 minutes for Pirates of the Caribbean. 20 minutes for Haunted Mansion. Hot day, so Splash Mountain is 45 minutes. That's the longest wait in the park right now. Wow. I'm sorry. The longest wait in the park is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run at 70 minutes. My mind is blown. Uh, I mean, I look, five-minute wait for Small World. I'm, what I'm saying, honey, is perhaps it's time for us to return to Disneyland. I'm fine with that. If it's cold. <laughs> hmm. I, still don't, I still wouldn't want to be in Anaheim right now. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot here, and we don't live in Anaheim. No, we live 45 minutes from Anaheim. And, and Anaheim is usually probably about like five to ten degrees warmer. I think it's like eighty-five degrees here today. Yeah, it's a hot. It's a hot one. Yeah. Well, it's going to cool down later in the week. In the words of uh, Rob Thomas, like seven inches from the midday sun. We could go at night. Yeah, we could do a nighttime. There's an annual pass. Uh, this is weird. I know, guys. We're going to talk about this baby in a second, but this is like we don't we do on our Patreon. Sometimes we just talk about Disney for a minute. Uh, there's an annual pass you can get in Florida if you're a Florida resident. It's called Epcot After Four. Oh, you just can go after it's four. It's like $300. And just to Epcot. All year you can go to Epcot after 4 p.m., which, I mean, 
Are there any blackout like, dates? I don't know, but I was like, I kind of, I kind of enjoy that. Because you could that. use every, you know, go to all the restaurants. Yeah, a lot of good restaurants in Epcot. Yeah, a lot of good food. Sure, go out for a nice drink. Ride in f- Paris. Ride Frozen. Ride Frozen. Ride uh, Spaceship Earth. Yeah, yeah. I got to assume once the Wakanda Annex and the Ge- Guardians of the Galaxy ride are done, that, that pass, pass goes away. Go away. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting a lot. I was telling you yesterday. I've been getting a lot of Facebook ads for a, a California resident Disneyland pass. Yeah, and your thoughts on it are? Um, well, for someone with a schedule like mine, it would actually be a great pass because you can pretty much only use it during the week. It'd be good if you like did that, like, um, like uh, you found another mom who was like on board with this situation. Yeah, and another, had a, another work from home mom. Right, because you can kids under three are free. Yeah, so you I could, could like go with go like, Hey, come on, let's go, and they're yeah. like, All right, yeah. You can finally wear your Dory embossed Mickey ears, which I love. I have a picture of the back of Dory. I head. love that hat too. However, I will only wear that hat at night because it doesn't provide good sun coverage. Correct. During the day. But I'm saying if you're going in a cloudy, rainy day. Yes, I could wear it. Good to go. This is true. All right. Good point. Now that that's out of the way, Henry <laughs> had his physical and he got his first round of vaccinations. Yep. The kid handled it like a professional child. He screamed when the shots went in, and then he was fine. Totally fine. No fever or anything like that. No. Um, he wasn't especially fussy. No. Enjoyed the car ride, as he seems to always. He was a little upset that the doctor was running late. The doctor was running quite late, but, uh, you know, at least acknowledged. Yes, Sometimes and was, doctors very, do not and was very apologetic. Um, and, and said they had a sick kid. Yeah. But he did great and came home and chilled out yeah i would say our bedtimes this week have been all uh good he's been his best week of sleep yet yeah although today a little fussy fussy in the morning yeah i misunderstood dory put the monitor down in front of me i had to go poop and said he's all yours and i was laying on the couch having like dozed off as soon as i got out there i was very confused as to what time it was or what the situation was so when the fussy baby was being fussy, I was like, oh, he must be done. Picked him up. In fact, took he off had, his knapsack. He, he had not gone to sleep. Yeah. I didn't know. He tricked me. He did trick you. He tricked me into like entertaining. It wasn't, it wasn't your fault. I, I was unclear. Uh, no, it was my fault for dozing. Because had I been like aware of how much time had passed, like what had, what had, how much time had passed? Seven minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> more like five. <laughs> it felt like an hour. Um, so, so then I got out and I was done when I was done pooping. I was like, wait, why is the baby awake? Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? This is the bit you said I was in charge of the baby. <laughs> and I like went and told Dory she had to take Bo out for a walk. Cause I was Which like on me. baby duty. And I was like, well, you gotta take Bo for a walk. Okay. I'm holding Henry while I said that to you. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I did, I did take Bo for a walk. We've been very regimented with his napping, uh, courtesy of Dory, knowing his regimented nap schedule. Turns out, I like a regimen. Yes. She likes a regimen and a regime. Turns out, you know, I think, I think, I don't know. I think baby, I think, well, I think if you have a baby who will cooperate with your schedule. Absolutely. and And I know that a lot of babies don't, and we are lucky that Henry generally tends to cooperate with what we want him to do 
generally. Yeah, I mean, he has very little options. Yeah. Because he can't, like, run away yet. Meaning, like, he can't, like, uh, hop out of the crib and go partying. And also, something that the instructor for my mommy and me class said, like, really sunk in, which is that, like, if if it's time for him to take a nap, and he's being really fussy, and you can't get him down, you can't just, like, throw up your hands and be like, all right, he's skipping this nap. Like, you have to figure out another way to to make him go to sleep whether it's right. putting him in the stroller or which is what we did today where we i, I was like i did i changed his diaper yep. burped him fed him yeah rocked him yeah sleep like him yeah and uh, i was like i don't know what to do i literally threw my hands up and then dory said uh-huh okay and then she disappeared and then the next time i saw her she had a baby strapped to her chest who was sleeping i did I also just want to be clear that um, the safe sleep recommendation on baby carriers is that if you have a safe sleep surface available, you are supposed to use it. So it was available and I did not use it like interesting. It is it is safe to have them sleep in a carrier, but you're you're really only supposed to do it when you're like out of the house. Oh, okay. I have been doing it in the house. I just want to be transparent with everyone. I'm not perfect. I, l- I like the uh, transparency here that you're offering. Thank you. We've offered a lot of transparency as we of have. late. Um, so, yeah. So, he, he mostly naps in his crib, but sometimes I put him in the carrier. And I have a new carrier, a happy baby carrier, and I love it. And hashtag not ad. Hashtag not ad, but hey. Baby carrier. Baby carrier, if you want to advertise. On an IVF podcast. We're here. Um, it is made of linen, so it is very breathable. I like breathable. And it also keeps him upright. And yes. so I can see his head and I can feel him breathing. And um, I like a linen suit, too. Yeah. No, I've never owned a linen suit, but I'd like one. You know, if you, if you want, we could get you your own happy baby carrier that was like made adjusted. made a massive one. They said that they are making larger ones, I believe, or they were making like waist extenders. <laughs> so, so depressing. Well, it's like a seatbelt extender on a plane. I mean, they're not. <clears throat> Guys, I decided I wasn't going to eat processed food um, starting last like Friday or Thursday or something like that. I was like, oh, I'm going to cook all the, you know, so I went grocery shopping, vegetables and the like. You did cook. I did cook, um, but then yesterday I like I groggily got up from the couch at like two p.m. I must have like it sounds like I spent a lot of time on the couch. I guess I do, um, but I was like, ah, why am I so? Oh, I haven't had any caffeine today, and I uh, have yet to have my meds. Someone's delivering to our house. Oh yeah, uh, I ordered lunch. Before we knew we were, before I knew we were going about to record, I would have ordered something from Sweetgreen. No Mendocino, I would have asked. Yeah, you for. never, you never ordered. I would have asked Sweetgreen. for some Mendocino. I would have gotten a cob. Okay, beer. Do they have a cob at Sweetgreen? You can make your own salad. Yeah, I'm bad at that. But they don't have bacon. Guys, I'm so bad at making my own salad. It's not even funny. Anyway, long story short, I was like, I have to go pick up my prescription at um, uh, what was it? Target. So I went there, groggy hungry ended up coming home with a box of cheez-its and a pint of uh stephen colbert's americone dream my favorite ben oh and you Jerry did flavor. i didn't yeah. even know that you got ice cream oh i did did you eat it all i ate well i ate half of it during the day and then at like carolina was here by the time i ate the so it was like nine thirty while you're off at baby party town 
Oh, I went to a mom party last night. Oh, that's right. Not a baby party. Yeah. There was a baby there. Oh, that's cute. In a carrier. Sure. Um, who was like four weeks old. Oh. Yeah, a little baby. Oh, that's cute. He was asleep. <clears throat> anyway, so that didn't go well. Then today I was like, all right, new day. Let's start it over. Good. That's the, that's right at And So far, so good. Do you want me to order you lunch? Because I had chili this morning for breakfast. Do you want me to order you a turkey cob salad? No, no, no. You don't have to worry about it. I'm happy to. It's okay. I have a lot of turkey chili. Okay. Massive amounts that I made in an Instapot. Anyway, long story short, I failed at my own thing. Again. So, new day. We'll see what happens. I've got water here. I'm like, I'm going to start drinking more water. Dory, how much water have I drank out of this? It looks like not even a sip. Literally none. <laughs> I opened it's open. it. Open. <laughs> uh, um, just to go back to Henry's doctor's appointment, we also learned that he is two feet tall. Twenty-four inches. He's twenty-four With inches. Pure Henry Power. Yeah. But um, even that's only like what 80, 87th percentile. Not great. What? I think anything over ninety is good. <laughs> Honey, Except he, for weight. You want him to be 44%. You're, you can't get fixated on the percentiles. I love percentiles. <laughs> Do you really? I'm off the charts on the weight. But that's no good. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what else is happening, guys? You want to know what's happening with us? We saw a movie last uh, Friday night. We saw yesterday. We saw the film yesterday. The Danny Boyle joint. Richard Curtis scripted. It's a ridiculous movie. It, it has a don't watch it with a critical mind. And, no, and you'll love it. I enjoyed it. It was a great time because I went into it thinking this movie is going to be ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So many questions I have without answers, but you know what? I go. I watch a nice little romantic uh, love story uh, with a backdrop of uh, Beatles tunes and Ed Ed Sharon. Shireen, 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 Shireen. You I, know, we'll never get his name right. In 2012, yep. I went to uh, I went to see One Direction, sure, at Madison Square Garden. Well, I mean, come on, with Katie Natopoulos, yeah, and Ed Sheeran opened, yeah, and he came on stage, and the this it the the stadium just like it's not is it a stadium or an arena? It's an arena. It's, it's Madison an arena. Square Garden. Yeah. Um, the arena just erupted in screams and cheers of like all these, you know, 12 year old girls and Katie and I both turned to each other. And we were like, who is that? Yeah. We had no idea who he was at the time. He was like, you know, he was just becoming famous, just breaking. Just breaking. Um, and it turned, it was Ed Sheeran. Well, there you go. I don't know yeah. anything about him. Um, but I will He's say very the, popular. Yeah. The movie, uh, <laughs> made me enjoy him i enjoy him put him on the edge of like knowing nothing about him is a neutral yeah and then seeing him in the movie was tipping towards enjoyment and that positive um i enjoy a major pop star who can like make fun of himself sure i enjoy that too dory's on the go everybody dino is here dino apparently is, is bringing my wife her salad She's looking. She's out there. See, we have to have them text us um, because Bo will eat strangers who come to the door. As you uh, longtime listeners will know, our dog 
83 pounds of uh, fury. It's actually, I think he's 79 pounds. Um, he will, uh, anytime he hears anything outside the door that is related to delivering an item. Yard work, he doesn't care. Um, walker, people who, people who are just walking by, he doesn't care. You have to actually be bringing something to the door or to the mailbox for him to lose his mind. And his like sense of something is getting delivered is off the charts. He will you know, be growling, and I'll be like, what are you growling at? I'll go look out the little uh, porthole we have in the door, and I see nothing. And then about a minute later, someone shows up with something. He has like a sixth sense about that kind of thing. Hi, honey. Hi, what were you just saying? I was talking about Bo's sixth sense for people who are delivering things. Oh, the, yes. You know, house. there's definitely an Airbnb across the street. I just saw four young women with rolling suitcases going to a apartment across the street. Which, the straight across the large building or to the right? Looks like they were going to the large building. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's what could be going to, like, show choir practice. That's true, but with rolling suitcases? All they of could them? have their costumes in there. Honestly, across the street, there's like this crazy rehearsal that happens all the time. Yeah, at least once a week. Some show choir, and they all sound They sound amazing. Yeah, I'm like, hmm, I would like to see you live in concert. Yeah. Uh, But that's that. Henry's good. Bo's good. Yesterday's weird. Don't think about it too much, and you'll enjoy it. I agree with all that. There you go. It's a good movie to watch on a plane. (laughs) Yes. It's one of those great plane movies. Yep. The uh, canon of great plane movies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, honey, I think we're at our first break here. Okay, let's We'll take be right break. back, and then we're going to talk to you guys about all your th- emails and whatnots. BRB. Hi, we're back. Somehow. I took some detours. Yep. Uh, what, you, what I had to, what is not in that ad is uh, Bo's seventh sense of when people are coming to the door activated. Yeah, we re-recorded it. Yeah, literally, like, started growling 25 seconds before a doorbell rang. Yeah. And he's far away from the door. Yeah. It's very strange. I don't know how he does it. But also, it makes me feel secure. He's got a good spidey sense. Mm-hmm. So- Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, 
but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. So that's that. All right. So now that we're uh, back in business here, what do you what do you got for me, honey? Well, first I have this email from Michelle. Oh, first question for you, actually. What time is your Pilates class? Three o'clock. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I think I've said that to you four times. I, it, it, it's <laughs> I, My brain is not functioning for today or ever. Have I ever been on the top of my game during a podcast? Nope. Maybe a live one, but that's it. Anyway, go ahead. Honey. Okay. Michelle writes, I'm finally caught up been listening since january when i found you through a uk podcast and i've been binging at normal speed ever since there have been loads of times that i wanted to write in but said to myself if you're still potting when i get up to date i'll write you are so here i am <laughs> and weirdly enough last week someone sent out a signal in a similar vein to myself for the first time crazy coincidence i've been diagnosed with that mind-fucking label of unexplained infertility and was given a ticket to the shittiest ride in the park the ivf roller coaster last october Mm -hmm. All my tests were as expected for my age, but within the parameters for a natural pregnancy and his sperm is fine. Less than perfect quantity, but good quality. So no cause for concern. I had a failed hycosi. Don't know what that stands for. I can look it up, honey, while you're, while you're talking. H-Y-C-O-S-Y. Okay. Which I wanted to explore further after being told it was not normal, but no one seemed bothered about finding out why. When I had my post-failed hycosi appointment... Hi, here it is. Ready? Yep. It's a hystero... Hystero? It's a, it's a, it's a hystero-contrast sonography. Oh, cool. 
When I had my post-failed HICOSI appointment with the fertility consultant, who I'd been jumping through all the testing hoops and waiting to see for over a year, he informed me that I was 38.3, and at 38.5, I was no longer eligible for IVF on the NHS. So let's just ex- ignore the HICOSI and move on. The NICE... NICE guidelines in the UK say that everyone should have access to three rounds of IVF if under 40 with no children. However, every area can set their own rules. Mine gets round it by offering one collection and two frozen transfers if you are lucky enough to have any embryos to freeze. So I did my retrieval in January 2019. Six eggs, five mature, four fertilized, three made it to day five blastocyst. All good quality. I'm now one failed fresh and one failed frozen, natural drug-free cycle, transferred down the line and left with a lot of questions. Both my transfers took around 30 minutes, were very difficult, lots of different sizes of catheters used along with introducers, pushing and prodding on a very full bladder. Then the last one ended with the doctor asking if I'd ever had surgery. I think I knew deep down the second one wouldn't work as it was so difficult to transfer, but the doctor said it was fine and in the right place. I then spent my two-week wait Googling like crazy and found a condition called stenosis of the cervix, which I ticked every box for with regards to symptoms, etc., On my failed transfer appointment, I went in with my piece of paper with all my findings and am now awaiting a hysteroscopy and lap and die to be done at the same time. The NHS is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But every appointment is with a different nurse or doctor, every transfer a different embryologist and doctor. So no one is joining the dots together but me. I've had multiple nurses ask if I have endometriosis when scanning me who then brush it off and won't say anything further when I ask why they said that. It's all so fucking frustrating. So now we went. Now we wait. If I do have stenosis of the cervix, possibly with endometriosis, and who knows what else, then the transfers would never have worked. I've wasted two very good quality embryos, and I'm left with only one 3AB in the freezer. I guess my first question is for Dory. How did you get over the fact that your first transfers were pointless because of the septum that no one found? I'm finding this so frustrating. If they hadn't had that stupid age rule, I'd have naturally progressed to a lap and die before IVF, and maybe all this could have been found and treated where possible. Hell knows. Second question is, has anyone else had a similar situation? What was their outcome? I'm pretty low since the last failed transfer. Got my period and found it failed on my 39th birthday. Nice. And not sure how to get out of this funk. Sorry for the mega long email. On a side note, your real, real episode where you both have a breakdown was one of the funniest things I've listened to in a long time. Thank you for your honesty. I guess it's th- that's that British humor. Um, was it funny? It could have been funny. Anyway. I don't remember. Thank you for being there for us all. And if you decide to call it a day, I'm just glad you both put yourselves out there to start with. I hate the way this is still some secret squirrel world that no one talks about. I get it whilst you're in it. But if you're successful, be honest. Tell people this is my science, baby. If you have any questions, ask away. That way you can help others in the future not to feel so isolated. I hope I get the chance to do that one day. And of course, it kind of goes without saying, but congratulations on baby Henry. Love, M. 800 square feet, southwest London, ground floor flat for me, him, possibly more bikes than Matt has guitars, and our dog-sized cat. I, I, I Look, I just pictured it, and I want to live there. Can I move in with you? I'll bring the guitars. Oh, boy. Um. Wow. That is, London. A, that is a lot. It is. To go through, Michelle. Um, honey, to answer your first question. Oh, I was going to rephrase it. Oh, how are you going to rephrase it? I was going to go, honey, let's talk about it. How did you feel after those first two transfers followed by a thing where we were like, oh, those transfers were never going to work? Well, actually, it was only the first transfer before right. they found the septum. The second transfer was a chemical pregnancy after we had had the, I'd had the septum fixed. Look, let's just shorten it. 
Campreg. Campreg. CP. We had a Campreg. Um, I am still a little bitter about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, when we had our phone consultation with CCRM, the clinic in Colorado, mm-hmm. one of the things they do is they do this whole, they call it the one day workup where they do, they run like a million tests on you in one day just to like rule everything out. And one of the things they do is a hysteroscopy. Interesting. So I'm kind of like, well, why the fuck did, doesn't, doesn't my, didn't my clinic do a hysteroscopy right off the bat? Like just charge me the, you know, $700 for the hysteroscopy and save me the money and heartache that it would have been, you know what I mean? Like, why don't they, why didn't they do their due diligence that way? It kind of like, pisses me off and the the farther away i get from it i feel like the more annoyed i've become by that's it. interesting you are heartbreaking a lot here i didn't realize that you're still annoyed so much by it well it just seems like negligent in a way like why wouldn't they just rule everything out why is this not standard operating procedure especially since i had the hsg done at a different they didn't do my hsg right someone else did it so they're looking at someone else's lab you know what i mean like they're looking at someone else's work so i feel like yeah you know they they they. i feel like they should just standard do a hysteroscopy on everyone yeah but start. i also think it's like a manpower issue over there and a it's not a huge clinic you mm-hmm. know there's only four doctors mm-hmm. um and it's like, what if someone comes in and they're like, they don't need the battery. They just, you know what I mean? But like people come in thinking they don't need the battery. I didn't think I needed the battery. Sure. But it turns out I did need the battery. Yeah. The point of doing the battery is because you don't think you need the battery. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's but why then I- it just seems like you're just throwing good money after bad. In the sense of but like. But at the time. Right there hadn't been bad money yeah i don't know i uh, i think about that like i know i need to let it go and i have like pretty much you process it how you're gonna process it. i've like pretty much let it go but it, but sometimes i think about it and i just get like very irritated and look the second the second transfer which also was a normal embryo after the after the situation had been fixed that didn't work so there's not it's not like the first one necessarily would have worked right you know we don't know but it just never had a chance and that's what bothers me the end honey i hear you so that's where i'm at with that good to know yeah all right let's core embryos Meanwhile, Henry was just sitting on ice. He was. Kind of like, guys, it's cold. What are you doing? Hurry yeah. up. Hurry up. Hurry up. I'm right here. Oh, there he goes. Henry. All right. I'm going to play voicemail. Okay. Hi, Bo. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Um, I'm a longtime listener, and I finally am calling in because I had a thought about the woman who uh, wasn't sure if she should make a pregnancy announcement at her wedding. Um, my thought is that if you want to avoid making the announcement at the wedding, you could send it out in the thank you notes, like a little picture saying, um, you know, coming soon or something like that. Anyway, love the podcast. Thanks. I like Have that idea. One. Cute idea. 
It's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, Bo, why are you leaving? Oh, I just tried to put my feet up on Bo. Because he knew you wanted to use him as a footrest. Bo he was like, I'm not a poof. Bo would make a very good poof. Actually, you know what? This I found this very comfortable. Oh. Because I've got these leather guitar straps here. Mm. Like, it's like leaning on a leather couch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honey, hit me. What's right. next? It's from Charlotte. Matt and Dory, I had to laugh as you described how you both were feeling more emotional after having Henry. Mm-hmm. Especially how Matt can't listen to the Lion King soundtrack without crying. My husband and I had our son a little over a year ago, and it has caused a similar dramatic shift in both of us. My husband has always been a pretty tough, unemotional guy. He's an Iraq war veteran and can handle pretty much anything. But after our son was born, he stopped being able to watch anything on TV that involved a child being in distress, even in TV shows or movies that we've already seen. Mm. If we've seen if you've seen the second season of Ozark, uh, spoiler for the second season of Ozark yes. coming. You know there is a scene where one character is blackmailed into turning a six-month-old child over to a relatively damaged human who simply wants to have a baby. My husband was pacing the room in horror as it was playing out and insisted that we turn the TV off or fast-forward through the scene. There was no violence, not even implied violence, no visible distress to the child, etc. Just literally two people talking with the baby between them. This is a man who watches all manner of war movies or horror movies without blinking an eye, and yet he could not manage to even watch this fictional situation play out. We also laughed when we were watching Home Alone this year at Christmas time. At one point, there's an airplane scene showing a baby crying in the background. We both let out a small gasp and immediately looked at each other in horror. In all the times we've watched the movie, neither of us had ever noticed that a crying that had neither of us had ever noticed that crying baby before, and we just burst out laughing that we were both so visibly distressed by it when we saw it. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, I. I, I... I was watching a clip of a Providence judge. Uh, this woman was in court for all of her unpaid parking tickets, and she had like this horrible circumstances that led to all these parking tickets. And it was so sad. And the judge like took everything into account. He was like, "I'm going to reduce all of this to fifty dollars." With that, and and then the, the, she said, "Thank you." He's like, "Do you have that?" And she's like, "Yes, I have that." And he's like. Will that leave you with no money? And she said it will leave me with five dollars. And he's like, I can't leave you with five dollars. I'm dismissing all of it. And I cried. Oh my goodness! In the bathroom. Oh. Anyway, long story short, I'm an emotional mess now. More so than I already was. <laughs> uh, well, I think if you are already an empathetic person. Which you are. All I have is empathy. Then having a child like cranks the empathy up to a hundred. I'm like Deanna Troy here. She's an empath, honey. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Um, all right. Should we take another short break? We can, yeah, sure. Okay, let's do that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, we're back again. 
for the home stretch. Yep. Which, you know, look, it might be a little shorter than a normal episode, but it's okay. Because, quite frankly, we got a lot going on right now. That's true. Honey, um, you can, I just want you to be very careful not to roll up. No, don't roll back even a millimeter. There's a dog there. Bo's back of Bo's neck is and right at the back of your is Bo. Um, we heard from a few people about pumping. If you recall last week, we had to pause the pod. Pause the pod for pumps. For pumps. Yeah. Um, a couple of people suggested pumping in the car. Oh, have you ever done that? I have not. That's interesting. It is. Would you do that? Probably not. Yeah. I, you know, I think if I had a long commute, I might consider it. Yeah. Uh, someone wrote in that you can you can buy a car adapter for most pumps or if you have a battery powered pump, which I do. Yeah. You just charge it up before you go. You can get yourself all hooked up and seat belted before you been, begin driving. And then if you want, you can use a nursing cover over the seat belt if you're worried about other drivers seeing something. Um, and you can bring a small cooler or lunchbox for storing milk if you'll be out be, if you'll be out for longer than f- a few hours. Interesting. Yeah. So you know that's an interesting uh, scenario, honey. I just I'm not in the car that long most days. No, you're like not. my longest car ride usually is about twenty minutes, which is like barely enough time to pump. Wouldn't hurt though to you know. If you had to go somewhere and you're like, oh, it's going to take forever, take it with you anyway, yes, just in case. Totally. Um, and then someone else wrote in to suggest the Willow breast pump, which is hands-free pumping. No wires, no tubes. It's considerably quieter than a traditional pump. There's also, there's another hands-free pump called the LV that people like. And I actually joined a Facebook group for Willow and LV owners because I was considering buying one. But they're very expensive. And... Look, I get it. If, if what's if what we what you're currently doing works for you right now, then yeah, I say, great. But yeah. also, these options are interesting. And then someone else suggested a manual breast pump. They make no noise. You can pump discreetly in a bathroom stall. And you know, I realize I actually have a manual breast pump that I have just never taken out of the box. It sounds like something Dory would do. It does. Yeah, yeah. you would almost always never. You, you, there's so many things you get that we, you never take out of the box. Really? Yeah, I'm looking at like... Like what? The upper baby uh, carriage holder. That's for travel. But it's not out of the box. Oh. All right. <laughs> okay. Bo's dog treats, not out of the box. Uh, well, Zen- She loves keeping stuff in boxes, guys. Someone else wrote in, Zenobia wrote in... Uh, Zendaya had written in. And I was going to be very excited. To say, uh, I think it's Zendaya. Zendaya is Michi. Um, That she supports me pumping during the show. I think everyone should ultimately support you pumping during the show. Yeah. But we are also the people who, like, in the early run of the show, would not have the air conditioning on because it was too loud. Now we're like... And we would sweat. Yes. Like dum-dums. We would. This is true. All right. So that was the pumping portion of the We really don't like to inconvenience anyone. Well, Matt doesn't. To my detriment, so much. The end. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) All right. Uh, Megan wrote in. First, she wants to thank us for continuing the podcast now that Henry is here. You're welcome. She says, I've really enjoyed listening to your insights on being first-time parents. I'm currently 24 weeks pregnant with my first child, and I've learned a lot from listening to you both. 
One of the things that I've taken an interest in, thanks to your podcast, is safe sleep. This is something I really want to pursue with my baby girl when she comes, which brings me to my question. My mom is a nurse practitioner and an incredibly competent medical professional. However, she does not work with children in any capacity. Often when I talk to her about the current recommendations about safe sleep, she brushes it off, saying that when I was born, the recommendations were for babies to sleep on their stomachs and that everyone used crib bumpers and, quote, look how we turned out. It can be hard to argue the point with her because she uses her medical background as a way to prove she knows what she's talking about. Now my mom, my father has bought a used Mama Roo at a garage sale for the baby, and he's so excited about That's the grapevine. It is like a fancy swing alternative. It's like a it's like a seat that rocks. Okay. Um, I don't know how to tell them that I don't want my child in a swing like that, especially after the recalls and the current recommendations on inclined sleep. I feel it will hurt my father's feelings since he is so excited about the purchase. And I think my mom may brush off my concerns like she's done in the past. Well, I have solutions here. Do you have any advice on how to have a productive conversation with my parents about my feelings on safe sleep practices that won't get brushed off by my mom or hurt my father's feelings? Any advice would be appreciated and feel free to edit for length. Nope. Didn't edit it for length. So I'd be like, Dad, great job on buying that kangaroo thing. Look, I'm happy you got a good deal. I just want to make sure that we don't put her in there to sleep. And if you see her sleeping in there, like if, you, if you're in there and she's like awake and happy and then the next second she's asleep, just take her out of there and hold her and then put her down on the crib the flat surface with nothing else in there so great job don't let her sleep in there and you can you know put her in there as soon as she wakes up from a nap i like that solution yeah and then on the mom side of things i'd be like yeah it is weird you know there was also a recommendation uh the best way to clean a wound was leeches um (laughs) Here's some studies to back up what I'm saying. You are a lady of science. Enjoy. Also, it's like, know better, do better. Exactly. It's like, just because it worked doesn't mean there isn't a better way. Yeah. And also, you know, it's like, just because, like, someone... I, I feel like people... Use use anecdotal evidence way too liberally. Keep the baby alive. Safe sleep that baby. And uh, tell your mother, here's why I'm doing it. Yeah. It's my baby. This is what we want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be a good grandmother and follow this baby. <laughs> um, all right. A couple of people also wrote in about photos online. Yes. Someone recommended the Cluster app. I've heard that also from somebody. And says there are other similar apps. Um, you can, cr- but you, in this one, you can create a photo board and invite people to it. And then you, inv- you upload baby photos and people can opt into viewing them. Mm-hmm. Nothing goes on Facebook. Cool. Also, you can download photos from it. So, you know, people don't have to ask you for a million photos. Nice. Um, someone else wrote in to say that her husband, she and her husband had made the decision that, that they would not post photos or document her, their son's, their children's lives on social media. Um, our feeling is once they're old enough, they can choose what their digital footprint footprint will be. 
doesn't happen often, but we've had experiences where friends post pictures of our kids at parties or cookouts without asking if it's cool with us. Generally, if they're in the background or if it's a group photo, we don't say anything as it's really not worth the energy to get upset, particularly since I have my social media account set so that I can tr- I control what is posted to my timeline. There have been a few times where pictures of just my kids have been posted without our permission, in which case I politely ask them to check with us first next time. On the few occasions I've had to do this, it's been met with understanding and apologies. I would say to the person who asked not to stress out too much over it, as there is no way to control whether or not your child is accidentally in a photo or a cute group shot, as this will inevitably happen as long as it doesn't get tagged to your timeline. Best of luck. I gotta say, we're not great. Not about putting ourselves on social media. We were like, yeah, and then now we're like, well, look at him. I know it's very cute. Yeah. Um, so I try to mostly like, as I've said before, I try to mostly post to stories. Yeah, I, they disappear. I don't, but I will occasionally post a photo of him to my account. Yeah. But I do get, I, he has a private account that's just for friends and family. Yes. And I get like a lot of the, the gratification that I would get out of posting him to a public account, I get from there. That's good. Yeah. I don't need gratification except constantly <laughs> and instantly. <laughs> so that's just me. <laughs> um, all right. This is from KC. OMG Matt, I would have never, I would never have remembered watching Dear John and couldn't tell you a thing about it even now, but I know that theme song by heart. <laughs> I must have watched it regularly. You How did. weird. Guaranteed you did. It was a great theme song. Hearing Dory talk about feeling disconnected, I was suddenly back to those early months with Science Baby Number 1 and feeling exactly the same way. It was a terrible feeling. You were doing a much better job communicating than we did. Much, much better. Kudos, Dory, for speaking up. Well, have they, they offer any solutions? As for something to do together that doesn't require leaving the house. I like to hear. Can I suggest playing Borderlands 2 co-op? You know, I was literally thinking about uh, getting the Switch going because I now I have two controllers. Um, And I downloaded onto it a lot of old Nintendo games. Ooh. So I was thinking, because Dory refuses to play a new game. Unless it's a newer version of Tetris. So. I don't refuse. I just find the new games like very overwhelming. Did you not see me right before you came in here? Take down a gang of thugs on the streets as Spider-Man. It's a lot. It's great. All right. Let me qualify. too many buttons for her. It's so many buttons. Let me qualify this. For most of my life, I was vehemently anti-video game until my husband found BL2 on a Reddit list of best games for couples. And ask me just to try it out with him. And it has been so much fun. I can't believe it. We can play together. Uh, I would love if Dory would just sit down and play Red Dead Redemption. Can you play two player? No, but I'll watch you play Red Dead. That's why I'm That's not fun. How is that not fun? We can play together without having to play with other random strangers, which is nice. And there's quite a bit of humor written into it. Particularly in the Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep DLC. I enjoyed it enough to be willing to try other co-op games with him, but must admit, I still don't really like video games, except for BL2, which I happily play with him on a regular basis. Who knew? You know, I um, I think I bought Borderlands for Xbox and never opened it. Oh, now who doesn't open things, yeah, huh? And me. Yep. Um, this is years ago. Uh, I've never played it. 
So hmm. maybe that's the thing we should both try to do. Yeah. Could download it could onto the it, uh, hard like, drive. Yeah, could you get it for PlayStation? Uh, it might be in the PS Now, which is the their li- their streaming library. Hmm. I'll, I'll take a gander. Right. I'll see what I can come up I'm, with. I'm game. Oh, interesting pun. <laughs> um, this listener also suggests doing mock transfers. Together? That's no. That's thing we can do together? <laughs> no. I'm not a good doctor. Um... It worked for her. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. This uh, this next email is from Emily. She writes, Matt, mm-hmm. don't go to Vegas. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> this is not a listener hate email. Matt, I think you're smart and funny and a great dad. I love that you are honest about your marriage on the pod. Believe me, I was sure my husband and I were going to get divorced in the first six months of our baby. On the, in the first six months, our baby was on earth. We didn't, but those early days are tough on us as individuals and as couples as we all wade into new roles and through crazy hormones. But Matt, come on. Your baby is eight weeks old. Your wife has just told you that she wants to spend more time with you. You're going back to work <laughs> and we'll see much less of Henry and Dory soon. What will your financial guru think of the expenditures? And most importantly, you're not even excited to go. Right now. So don't go. The World Series of Poker will happen again next year. Vegas will still exist next week and the week after and the week after. But in those early cocoon days of your new family of four, I count Bo. Mm-hmm. Oh, these early cocoon days of your new family of four end soon. And when they end, you can go to Vegas or play Red Dead or whatever. Dory shouldn't have to say it, but I will. Stay the fuck home. Also, love the podcast and science and safe sleep. Emily. Well, Emily, where was this email a week ago? By the way, Vegas, I've completely even forgot about it. Mm-hmm. That's how long. It, have you? Have I forgotten that you like, went to Vegas? literally forgot about it. Like, that feels like so long ago. Hmm. It was a week ago. I didn't realize that um, you're still mad about it. Are you mad? No, I'm not mad. All I just right. read this email. Phew. Thank God. I'm not mad, but I was like, I read this email and I was like, huh, that is an interesting point. I think if I'd seen that email beforehand, I probably would have been like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I would have just stayed home. <laughs> it came, I was like, so not. It came after you got home. But it was very, you know, I will say, I got home in decent time with a little traffic. I was home at like 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. The next night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really spent less than 24 hours in Vegas. I got to see my friend Jeff final table at a World Series of Poker event. Very cool. And I played um, Buffalo Slot Machine with Ross until 5.50 a.m. And, you know, this has happened a couple times. When I'm telling Ross not to put more money in the machine to get up, let's get out of, let's get away from the machine, I feel like I have less of a problem than I thought. <laughs> Does anyone know the number for Gamblers Anonymous? Please. <laughs> I do. Text me. <laughs> um, uh, but it was, you know, we had a nice dinner when I got there, and it was, it was, uh, Nice. It was nice. It wasn't. I have so forgotten about it. I don't hate that I went because I don't even really. But you know, you did. You sent me a text, sort of sad text, asking if you could FaceTime Henry at oh, bedtime. Oh, I did miss him when I was gone. And I missed the text because I didn't have my phone with me. And by the time I saw it, he was already asleep. And you seemed pretty sad about that. I was. I missed my baby. Yeah. I wanted to FaceTime with Henry mm-hmm. from the slot machine. I think you were on your drive home. Whatever. 
So, you know. From the AM, PM. Oh, how sad. Um, but yeah, I forgot. I really forgot. Hmm, I can't believe that was only a week ago. It was only a week ago. Wow. All right, I'm going to play a voicemail. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory and Henry and Bo. Um, I, my, it's Kim from Denver, and I'm calling because I was just listening to your latest episode, and Matt was talking about feeling a little bit confused about his Vegas trip because he's not just sort of purely psyched to be going to Vegas. News, and I just want to say, like, that is parenthood in a nutshell right there. Um, things are not ever sort of, like, uncomplicated, I don't think, in an emotional way anymore. And I don't, I don't mean this as, like, a your moment because I enjoy being a parent, but it isn't just, I'm going to go to Vegas and I just I pack my bag and I go anymore because being in Vegas means not being with Henry and it means story taking on a little bit more. And uh, that doesn't mean you don't do it and you will have fun, I think, if you do. And if you're not ready for it this time around, that doesn't mean you won't ever go back to Vegas. Um, but I just know for me, I actually pretty early on with both of my kids went and took trips because it was important to me to kind of rip that Band-Aid off. And it was it was good. I enjoyed them, but it was bittersweet because you also miss your kids. So it's just, I don't think that's, that's surprising, Matt, and I think you'll find that that's sort of what a lot of things that used to just be kind of purely fun become. Um, but then you have all this amazing, purely fun stuff with your kids, so uh, I think you net positive in the end. Anyway, thanks for the pod. Bye. Honey, hmm. you got to rip that Band-Aid off. You should go somewhere. Mm. For a day. Okay. For 22 hours. All right. Where would you go? I don't know. <laughs> you should go to Vegas. Okay. I'll come. Okay. Henry will stay home. <laughs> um, all right. We have one more voicemail. Hi, guys. Uh, this is the first time I've ever called in. This is Ruby from Ohio. Um, I've Hi, been Ruby. listening since the beginning. Congratulations on Henry. Um, he sounds adorable and cute and scrumptious. Anyways, um, I just had to pause the podcast um, while Matt was talking about Dear John. No one has ever heard of that show besides me, and I can't believe that you referenced it on the podcast. I loved that show when I was a kid. Um, late 80s, early 90s, I was like 10. And yes, a show about a divorce support group was my favorite TV, one of my favorite TV shows. It was a good show. Um, but nobody ever remembers that show but me. I sing the theme song constantly <laughs> in my too. head. Yeah. Um, my husband thought I was crazy when I was telling him about the show. So I had to pull up the theme song on YouTube and make him watch it. And he has no recollection of the show ever existing. Um, I love that show. Uh, I've watched episodes of it on YouTube. <laughs> it's weird now but and it was weird to look at it as a i can't believe this was my favorite show when i was in elementary school but it was so thank you matt You're for welcome. validating me of and course. somebody else remembering dear john um congrats on the baby and say hi to Bo. i have a ribsy she's a three-year-old lab and she loves the car um Bo is super cute and henry is super cute and congratulations guys thanks Thank you. Dear John really uh, affected people, you know? It really did. I'm glad that uh, there were other weird kids out there watching that show. Yeah. You should probably reboot it. I should 
I, would you buy it? Would you buy a... Uh, sorry, guys. Would you buy... It's time for another coat of paint. Let me stop this. I took a screenshot, and then then the stop button was a photo. <laughs> so that was annoying. That's confusing. Uh, what was I saying? Time for a coat of gloss on that. Dear John. Dear John. Um, yeah, I wonder... I don't know that it, you could work right now. Think of it as a f- in-person... That's how I'd pitch it. I'd be like, it's an in-person Facebook group. What? What? Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but I would be interested. I'd like to watch an episode or two just to see what the hell what was going on. Like, now through adult eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see if it was actually any good. Or if it was just the great a great theme song. Yeah. How, how will we ever know? <laughs> I did, you know, we watched some Perfect Strangers. Um, we're writing a Goldberg's episode that had Perfect Strangers in it. And I just was like, oh, wow, there aren't really any jokes in here. Hmm. It was very, it's interesting to watch television hmm. as an adult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially when you work in television. As a TV writer, it's interesting to watch television. Yes. <laughs> um, and one, oh, one last note from Lindsay. The hot dog buns at Trader Joe's are New England style. At least in Virginia, your mileage may vary, but check uh, there. Lindsay, I gotta feel like it's an East Coast distribution thing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's worth checking. Okay, it's worth checking. Yeah. Except I can't eat processed foods right now. Oh, true. But I'll check. Maybe we should bake our own hot dog buns. That sounds like something Bridget would be able to help us out with. Let's call Bridget. Oh, America's Test Kitchen, I love you so much. Proof is such a good podcast. You know... Over at Forever Thirty Five, we are buddies with ATK. So I, know. I could, I could, you know, see. Yep, they sent us some proof swag. I got, a, I have a proof sticker, guys. Yeah, I gave it to Matt because he's such a big fan of proof. And then I looked at the logo and I was like, oh, that's a clever logo, because that's the photography proof of that leaf of mm. of lettuce. <laughs> Works on several levels. And you know, dough has to be proofed. Oh. America's Test Kitchen, since that Kimball character got out of there, you've been doing some A-plus work. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Reminder that you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail, Matt and Dorian gmail. You can call us at 413-461-BABY. And you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. I will say the first episode of Patreon this this month, which went up, also yesterday but um i put a picture of henry up there oh as the uh, as the artwork oh. for the episode because he made his podcast debut he of, did of having his own microphone he did you didn't miss a ton <laughs> but that's the kind of fun we have over at patreon.com we do. um and if you support us at the five dollar level or above you get your name read on the podcast each month and you get the bat catalog of the patreon episodes the bat catalog and the bat catalog i know um we don't have any names to read today because it is the first of the month tomorrow and we don't have and we read a bunch last week yeah we finished we finished the june names last week you're welcome thank you all the eggheads out there but mostly thank you to the patreon eggheads (laughs) the true eggheads as we like to say uh Thanks, everyone. Guys, good good news. I'm not going to Vegas this week. Oh, thank God. For now. Oh, boy. Who knows what happens on Thursday or Friday? I don't know. That's so far away. Oh, happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy America. Mm-hmm. Every America. Yep. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone.
Oh, Fourth of July is prime hot dog time too. I bet they'll be out. I'll have to go take a look. Okay. Bye. Bye.